Hi, and welcome back to It's Not Rocket Science, five questions over coffee. I'm here today with uh, Sorin Pechu. Uh, Sorin is the CEO of Santanella. Uh, they're a, a, an agency which is dedicated to uh, making the uh, manufacturing of efficiency greater and improving it through process improvement and using digitalization to do that. So I'm really excited about this because uh, this is something I've done in my past. So I'm really excited to welcome Sorin today to the uh to the podcast and sorry welcome to it's not rocket science five questions over uh the coffee which i have in front of me i know you've got one as well excellent excellent news well done sorry you can enjoy a lot of stuff from my cup tea <laughs> coffee whatever <laughs> yeah whatever it takes to get through uh, sorry yeah. t- tell us a little bit about um the sort of the customers you're trying to help with these with this great way of trying to digitalize some of the some of the work that's going on today in in in, in process improvement uh, so first of all, Stuart, thank you very much for uh, having me on, uh, on uh, today. Um, so since 2003, I've been passionate about helping manufacturers to improve their uh, manufacturing ways. Let's put it like this. And um, after maybe 2005, 2006, I started to see that there are, there are lots of possibilities for digitalization in companies and especially in the manufacturing businesses. And um, um, I've been working for different companies uh, in food and beverage. So we are more specialized in food and beverage. And uh, in 2016, I started to do consulting work um, and I found out that food and beverage companies, they were far behind and they are still far behind in comparison to other um, to other industries in terms of digitalization. Digitalization is a very, very big word, I would say. And um, what is happening is that manufacturers have some challenges and they try to understand them, but to put it in a very simple way, if you have a factory, a factory is like a black box, right? And if you look in the, in the box, if you if you look at the box, you have inputs and you have outputs. And in the box, if you don't understand it, as I was saying, is a black box. You need to do something to be as efficient as possible to get those outputs the best way possible at the right time, the right quality, the right, you know, the right quantity and stuff based on the inputs you get. So the challenges that they have, especially in this difficult and changing times is, I believe, to understand what they need to do to have the right digitalization. So how do you get from a process that is pen and paper in many, many factories? And what we really want to do at Santinella, uh, we really want to help manufacturers no matter the size. So mm-hmm. they are small, uh, medium or big. So the point is, how do you help them understand or generally they have a big problem to, you know, to not look at the holes in front of the bike, but to look in the long term because they don't have time. They are firefighting many times. And to think about how to optimize the processes they have and digitalize them. These, I believe, are big challenges that they face in digitalization besides all the other challenges they have to face, you know, with the inflation, with the labor, with whatever. So... If we talk about digitalization, is about how you get the right processes, the right processes, not the wrong processes, 
digitalized and reliable. Yeah, and that's the key, isn't it, uh, Soren? Because um, I remember back in when I was uh, one of the first companies I uh, I started was 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 working with workflow technologies, and we talked about getting the right work to the right person at the right time. Um, so so the the problem that the manufacturers face is that right process, isn't it? Which is the right process? Because you can pull a lever to digitalize a process which does not affect the the efficiency of the factory does it you can you can you can spend a lot of time and effort processing uh, and and working on a process which actually doesn't have as big an impact as you expect it to so it is that right process isn't it and some i would guess if your customers have spent a lot of time trying to digitalize a process and then discovered it didn't have the effectiveness that they expected it to have yeah so the, the the most interesting case I've I've seen many times in factories is that they try to digitalize to digitize processes that are not as you are saying that are not necessarily uh, that important to the business but most of all they don't have the right processes in place like the daily management system in a factory is critical I call it the backbone of the factory if if you don't have the right process in the in the shift, you know, the shifts, eight-hour shifts, if you don't have the right meetings in the morning, if you don't talk about the right things in the morning, you know, the KPIs, the actions from the day before, uh, the day, the priorities of the day, if you don't have the right processes and continuous improvement, right? What do you digitize? You digitize uh, some firefighting system that will never give you the right results. So... This is, I believe, the best example I have, and I've seen it in multiple, multiple factories. Uh, so we go there to some basics of, of, of management processes, let's put it like this. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it is that problem of, of knowing which is the right lever to pull, isn't it? The growth lever, the big lever that you pull, which is the greatest growth lever for any, for any factory to improve its efficiency. Um, from uh, from our experience is that you know factories have systems like ERP, warehouse management, uh, quality system that they need for the for the whole uh, for their survival and from a legal standpoint. And then they have the assets, right? They have the lines, and those lines have to produce in a reliable way. They also have the teams, of course, that need to be trained. They need to know what they are doing. They need to have reliable processes standardized work and stuff like this so in our experience the biggest lever to improve uh, efficiency and effectiveness let's put it like this and productivity in a factory is by making sure that the lines and the assets run properly Mm -hmm. and they produce the right quality product at the right time and there you start with the whole uh, with the whole package of of uh, methodologies for continuous improvement that you can, of course, apply and afterward digitize, right? But the biggest one, I would say, is the is the the way the lines run, the OE, as general people call it, you know, generally people call it. Soren, I'm just going to show on the screen now the um, the the link to your your company um, LinkedIn profile. I know there's some interesting stuff going on there and in your website. Do, are there any free piece of advice 
you have on the website that you can help people to understand exactly how they can make use of this uh, of this thinking in order to get them to sort of understand that the the way they should start to uh, to attack and, uh, and to to approach these problems. Yeah, uh, well, we don't necessarily have uh, these things on the website, but uh, together with Leila, that was your uh, that that you invited last week, uh, we we are trying to um, make these messages come across to as many people as possible in the in the near future. Um, but I would say, if you want to improve your processes and digitize your processes, at Santinella, the way we think is the following. So first of all don't think short term Mm -hmm. so short term is uh you can cherry pick but you won't see the whole stuff you won't have the time to do a holistic approach what is really important is to understand your problems map your processes understand your problems create a roadmap this is really important there are some companies that uh you know there are a pen and paper and they have some processes that sometimes are not the best ones, so they can be improved. And they're already thinking about deep learning AI, but without necessarily understanding the full extent of all this. So, yeah, the the, the, the way we think is, you know, uh, you depending on the maturity, you must learn how to walk, then you must learn how to, to run, right? So... Understand your processes, understand and build your roadmap. Uh, talk to the people in the, in your company and especially the ones that are impacted by the change because fear of change and not, and not understanding the change can be a very big roadblocker. And, uh, sometimes, you know, without any sustainable proof. So it's just about the feeling of people, right? How, how they, how they see the change. So. Afterwards, make sure that the roadmap is made in a pragmatic way because your resources are limited, right? And take a look at what you were saying before about the things that mostly impact your business, but without, you can cherry pick, but you can cherry pick from the roadmap. You don't cherry pick just to cherry pick, right? So, and make sure that you plan the improvements and that you have some way to track the success. And once you understand your needs and you create your roadmap, only then you look for the suppliers that might help you. And one more thing, the suppliers, uh, I would say that there's really two things very important about the suppliers. The, the hidden costs sometimes are there. And the second one is get a supplier that can also help you not only from, if we talk about digitalization, don't take a supplier that can only help you from an IT perspective, but also from a methodological aspect. That's a good point. I, I'm just yeah. going to show one point that somebody has pointed out on LinkedIn, which is it's a great point about changing the roadmap, taking from your roadmap, which is thing. But there's a great comment that's come in from Therese Baptiste, which is unless you understand the interconnectivity of the various processes and proper implementation of change management, any change can lead to chaos. And, and as, as a with, it's a really good point because I do remember in one particular project in which I was involved, one, one company that I was involved with for a while, the the management decided to apply some some really interesting technology to one process, 
and all they did was made rubbish effectively move not m- rubbish knowledge move through the organization much faster i mean i did say to them i said look i hate to tell you this guys i'm going to use a bad word you've just made the shit flow faster rather than <laughs> actually rather than actually clearing out the, what you should have done and actually get the right these people had just just picked the wrong interconnectivity on various processes and what they'd ended up with was a bigger mess that was now just flowing much quicker through the organization. So it's really important. And, 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 yeah. and the trees makes a, a fit is picking suppliers to look at their understanding and compliance with ESG. That's really, really key, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, I, again, uh, talking about, talking about things that, uh, that you have witnessed, I've also witnessed, uh, two SAP implementations some time ago, a long time ago. And I had, there was a consultant that was saying crap in, crap out. Sorry for my word, right? So whatever you make sure you put the right data in there and that yeah. without affecting the people that input the data and also thinking about what's in it, about what they think, you know, what's in it for me? Because if you just ask me to put some numbers in, then it doesn't help my work. It doesn't help the, the digitalization process in any way. <laughs> so. Sorin, has there been a particular uh, book or, or, or something which has affected your thinking that you, you'd like to share with, with the people that are, we're talking to at the moment that would help them to understand some of, some of what you're saying? Yeah, so first of all, uh, I would say that in order to have good digitalization processes, you must understand the continuous improvement process. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, if, the organizations that listen to us today have the possibility to take a, uh, to take a step back from the daily business, you know, and uh, think a little bit about the continuous improvement roadmap that they'd like to implement. I think that some very good books would be TPM for Process Industries, mm-hmm. which is which is like a, it was one of the first books I've ever read uh, about. You know about TPM. It's it's really great. Then you have the Toyota way, which is also really good, and it gives you. But uh, one point here for both books: um, we are Europeans or from the US, or uh, certain things do not necessarily apply as well as they would mm-hmm. apply in Japan, for example, because we are not that. Um, how do you say? Yeah, let's say that we we have another way of thinking, right? The, the culture is different, isn't it? There's the no point in pretending. You're yeah. right. The process improvement is culturally dependent. You cannot employ process improvement in a culture which is determined not to necessarily think in a particular way, can you? Exactly. But these two books, they can give you hints about the steps to take. And yeah. you have to adapt them to the culture and to the and to the company you're in right so but these are two books that are really great and the third one i've just started was why digital transformation uh, fails um by um uh tony saldana I, I just have it in a document here um they, this guy i've just started it so uh he's from procter and gamble and procter and gamble they are really well known in the industry for having mm-hmm. some very good processes. So, and I think that they made it and they are making it the right way. Yeah. So, um, Indeed. 
I think that we can learn some things from there. Simon, I'm going to throw in a question which is coming from the audience. So um, we can have a debate around this, it, but it's a, it's a question of how would you engage colleagues on equality, diversity, inclusion and belonging? What do what you think are important considerations for organisations to take into account to enable things like equality and diversity to get embedded during these sort of process improvement activities that you're you're talking to your customers about? Wow, that's a long question. It's a it very is a long question, isn't it? And we could yeah, talk for many yeah. hours about it. So let's, yeah, <laughs> let's not yeah. bore everybody by having a, a long debate. But I mean, it, the, the importance of diversity and equality are quite important in process improvement because a lot of what you're doing at the moment can seem to disadvantage people unless it's brought in so that people understand the change and understand how their part within it isn't. And, and bringing people along is a really important part of process improvement activities. So um, all my life, I've so one of my first uh, one of my first uh, credos, let's say in life, is that I want to help people. Uh, money comes money comes if people are happy at the workplace, if they come uh, to work, you know, liking the fact that they come to work that day. So. And in, in the manufacturing industry, the operator, the technicians, the people on the shop floor, they are the ones that are really making the production happen. Management is a supporting function. So mm. we do believe, well, uh, me and my colleagues, we do believe that equality and listening to people on the shop floor and making their lives easier and having good teams, you know, that are motivated and happy to come to work these are key to, to 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 any digitalization and to any process improvement uh the digitalization if it comes top down without explaining anything to the uh to the organization will fail uh in probably more than 80 to 90 percent of the cases so diversity inclusion belonging are really really important in all of this but how do you engage? Um, I would say, uh, I don't know if we can engage at the global level ourselves, but each organization or small, medium or big company, they should engage their colleagues, you know. So they should think that um, an operator is equal to a manager, you know, and um, their needs are equal and moreover, a production line cannot run for the moment cannot run without an operator but it can run without the manager yeah i i i've been involved in a number of of change initiatives within organizations and the one thing that i nearly always advocate for where i where i where i can i can help management to understand is to have people from the shop floor be involved in the planning process because it's those people on the shop floor who have most understanding of where the changes will in fact impact on people. And, um, and I think that without bringing those people into the planning process and actually making them part of the team, you are going to be pushing against the forces which actually you can't understand from the boardroom. You don't understand. And actually having that person sort of tell you about where the real problems are 
will enable you to make the, the, the digital change so much easier because you will actually be helping those people to make their lives easier and happier. And, 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 you know, sometimes that is about inclusion. Sometimes it's about, uh, it's about belonging. And I know that uh, Teresa just made a great point that they have not given consideration to employ people with more skills. And, and that's something that is part of this process as well, isn't it? It's, it's, it's bringing those people back into those skilled, those skilled areas. Um. Great points you both made, uh, either in writing or verbally. Uh, I would like to add something here. So, um, first of all, what is happening is that, you know, that you have, I've seen it over, over time, two types of management in factories. Yeah. Top down. So basically most of the decisions are taken at the top level of the factory and the operators and the first line managers don't necessarily have any influence over the decision but this is the not this is not the right or let's say the most successful uh the, the most successful and the most uh inviting way of working so in what we do at Santinella we try to inverse this pyramid where operators, team leaders, first line managers take most of the decisions. And we and I have a great example from our of our customers um, that has implemented a ticketing module that we have uh, with a like a with a chat inside and people can work together. And just imagine that in over three years uh operators with technicians with uh, team leaders with technical team leaders they have worked on more than 100,000 tickets in a 150-person plant, okay? So uh, this is an extraordinary involvement of people in solving problems. And the data, the, the, the solutions, the problems, operators know them, technicians know them. And most of the time, they also have the right solutions for the problems. Instead of getting an engineer like myself going there and creating, uh, like the French say, Luzina Gaz, so a gas station, right, to, to solve a small problem. So these guys have a lot of experience. We should listen to them and make sure that their lives and their opinions are, are respected. Great point. Um, listen, sorry, we could talk all afternoon about this, and I'm, I'm very conscious of keeping you away from doing something which I'm sure is really important in your business at the moment. So, no, no, <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. I'll bring it to a, to an end, though, but by asking you if there is a question that I haven't yet asked you, well, what would you have liked me to have asked you? And then, obviously, you need to give us the answer to the question that you would have liked me to have asked you. Well, I would I would say that. Something really important to ask, but not necessarily myself, but maybe the, uh, the manufacturers. I would, I would have a question for the manufacturers, you know, in these, in these really challenging times, I was talking about the inputs. The inputs are getting, uh, more expensive. You don't find them, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So, uh, these are things that you can control up to a point, but. Have manufacturers taken into account the way that continuous improvement, implementing a good continuous improvement program, you know, with lean manufacturing, TPM, whatever, plus the digitalization, what implementing these things 
would bring to them in terms of resilience and, com and competitivity. Let's put it mm -hmm. like this. Mm -hmm. And um, this, I think that this is a question, not that you haven't asked me, but I think that it's a pretty important question to, for manufacturers to think about maybe at the end of our session. So how have they thought about continuous improvement and digitalization? Have, have they taken these into account to help them um, get more competitivity and productivity? Brilliant. Sorry, thank you so much. Um, you know, I'm going I'm to finish by, by thanking you for, for your time. Just to show one more comment from Therese. We are, we, 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 what we're trying to do with this, in case you hadn't guessed, guys, um, we're trying to remove these silos to, to give more exchange of information. Because for me, uh, you know, removing silos in businesses is, is going to lead to greater. And I, I'm somebody who spends a lot of my time thinking about innovation. And one of the things that I find that too many companies think is that innovation somehow just happens. Uh, innovation doesn't just happen. Innovation happens to come from having conversations like this potentially with sort of, uh, you know, different viewpoints. And that brings together new ways of doing things. So I just love having people like Sorin come on and talk and give us their insights into things. Sorin, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us for talking about what you do at Santinella. I would encourage you all to get onto the Santinella uh, website, which is uh, here at uh, santinella.com. Um, and if you can't get onto santinella.com because you're a LinkedIn person, uh, then get back to the LinkedIn website, which is uh, Santanella OEE on uh, LinkedIn. And I really uh, appreciate you, um, you you coming on and spending a bit of time with us uh, today. Uh, sorry. If you'd Thank like you to be one of the people who comes uh, and, and listens to, to, to these things, please join our newsletter where I send out an email which basically says who is going to be coming on. You can get details of that at https forward slash forward slash Link the complete approach .co .uk newsletter. So that's link the complete approach .co .uk forward slash newsletter. Go onto that website um, and, and just subscribe to the newsletter and you will get the notification of coming and spending some time like people like Therese has done today and being able to ask questions of our guests like Sorin and future guests. Sorin, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us. Really appreciate your insights. Love the it's conversation. been a real pleasure, real pleasure to be with you. Thank you very much for the invitation. No problem. We could talk all afternoon and my coffee would go cold and I don't want that Absolutely. to happen. <laughs> you need to get back to your job. Thank you so much for joining Thank us. Really much. do appreciate it. Have Thank a great day. Much. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.